Welcome everyone to Zen Success. I'm so excited that you've decided to join me today. Now let's dive into the topic for today. Today with me, we have Dave Combs. Dave Combs is a songwriter and photographer with four decades of experience writing over 120 songs and creating 14 albums of soothing, relaxing instrumental piano music. His songwriting began with the new now popular standard, Rachel's Song. His soothing, relaxing music has been played millions of times worldwide on radio, satellite, and all internet streaming media, and it continues to touch the lives of millions of people all over the world. He is also the author of a new book, which he'll be talking about today, Touched by the Music, How the Story and Music of Rachel's Song Can Change Your Life. Welcome, Dave. Thank you, Carissa. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. And I just want to talk about the question, how can music change your life? Well, in my case, it started with one little simple song called Rachel's Song, and I uh, didn't even realize I had written a song, but uh, my wife reminded me that it was uh, a pretty song, and I told her I had just made it up, and I really never even thought about writing it as writing a song. But that one song led to the writing of 120 other songs, over 120, and then uh, that resulted in my being able to promote my music through, back then it was selling cassette tapes and CDs, and, and that of course now has evolved into downloads and streaming all over the internet. But back then it was, uh, I, I basically was able to turn it into a music business that allowed me to literally quit my well-paying job at AT&T and do music full-time. So it really, it changed the course of my life tremendously by by taking off the way it did. And then uh, I've discovered along the way that it literally changed and touched the lives of other people. And that was what really prompted me to write my book. I heard from over 50,000 people around the world telling me how much my music had touched their lives. And so I said, well, I need to get this story told in, in writing as well as through the music. So I wrote my, my book called Touched by the Music, and that came out uh, in October of 2021. So that's the, the story that changed my life, and it's changed other people's lives too. And in the way that it changes people's lives, many of it is, is has to do with the effect of my music on their well-being, their health, and so forth. And I, and I really want us to get into the subject of how music can be a healing medium for people, and, uh, and especially instrumental music like mine. I have anecdotal stories by, you know, thousands of them, and I, I would love to have a discussion with you, Carissa, about how, what your opinion is of how, how does music like mine that has no words, it's just a melody with, you know, tones and sounds and harmony and so forth, but how can that get into a person's mind and body and soul and literally get them in a state that they can then become healed or get over the uh, the stress or troubles of whatever it is they're dealing with. So that's I would love to have a really good discussion about that. 
Oh, I love that. That's amazing. I definitely want to talk about that. Well, do you have any stories from your book that talks about that, that, that has a healing story um, where people healed physically or emotionally? Well, uh, one, of the, one of the most interesting stories that I got fairly early on was from a lady who was an alcoholic. And she basically was writing to tell me that that my music, playing my music, and back then I think all I had was Rachel's song and a few other songs, so it was mainly Rachel's song. But just playing that song, once she got that, back then it was a cassette tape, once she played it while she was trying to sleep, I, I, I'm, I don't have a lot of experience, or fortunately, with alcoholism, but... I understand that sleeplessness and restlessness is a big part of that disease or that uh, situation. And she said that my music was the only thing that allowed her to go to sleep and sleep soundly. And though it, so that, wow. you know how important sleep is to your, your well-being. If, if, you, if you go long days without sleep, you're a basket case. So uh, getting good sleep is so critical to good health. But she told me that my music was the, the only thing that had gotten her through all of that, and it helped her maintain her sobriety. She she was not, you know, drinking anymore, but once an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic, I guess. But she was saying that this helped her maintain her sobriety so that she could go to sleep and, and be rest, restful and wake up uh, feeling rested. Mm, that's amazing. So I'll, I'll talk about my own experience because you said you wanted to get into discussion mm -hmm. with this. And yeah, and uh, it's funny because this came up recently where I, I got an intuition that I need to sing more and that it's healing and that my own singing and sound is not only healing for my own well-being, but for others who hear it. And I was on... Um, I was in a workshop this morning and they asked me to sing and, um, and people were giving me that feedback right away. I, I do have a healing song that I sing and that is the intention for mm -hmm. the song. And, uh, it, it's really interesting the effect it can have on somebody immediately. I think that there's something, I'm sure you have a, um, a lot of research, medical research that supports this, that connects instrumental music to improved health. Um, but I just know from my own experience, I have done sound healings where I've been healed by others. And there's something that gets activated, I believe, inside your cells where you override the conscious mind and you can really get into a deeper state of healing because that's how, how I feel you can really heal from any disease or emotion is getting past the conscious mind into those deeper levels. And so, I mean, I'm just fascinated by the healing of music and sound. And I think it's just amazing that you have incorporated that into some of your book. Well, it is, uh, the more I learn about it, the more amazed I am because earlier on, you know, I was always asked, well, why is it or how is it that your music affects people this way? And I, I, I didn't have a good answer and I probably still don't have a very good answer either. Mm. But the more I study, and you can go to Google Scholar and put in, you know, instrumental music and healing, and there, there, is, there are tons of research 
that basically look into that subject. And like you said, it's really what's going on up here in your mind. If you can get your mind to settle down, to calm down. Mm -hmm. um, I liken it to, I was thinking about this the other day when I put on my ear, ear pods and I flipped them to the noise canceling mode. I'm, I'm sure you've done that before. First time you ever do that, you kind of put those headsets on and you, and you turn on the noise canceling and you, oh, where did the world go? It's just, it's silence. It's absolute silence. And so you're not distracted. And so I, I kind of think that maybe my music, in a way, if you're listening to it in the right environment, basically uh, masks out all of this extraneous noise that's going on around you, both physical sound and maybe mental uh, thoughts. Thoughts can be noise as well. You know, your mind is racing of this and that and the other. Should I do this or that? Or did I do this? And so you get really distracted. But if you can get yourself, your mind calmed down to a state where you're uh, very uh, in tune with yourself, you know, I, I understand meditation does this for people, whether it's mm -hmm. saying mantras or listening to music, but you have to get that subconscious, your conscious mind out of the way mm -hmm. and into your subconscious mind and I really think that that's kind of what my music does. If you really, if you sit down and listen to Rachel's song, for example, and really pay attention to the song and the sounds and the the harmonies and the the crescendos and the and the rising and falling of the music, and just let listen to the music and just forget about everything else around you. If you do that enough and for long enough, I believe that it will result in a significantly reduced stress level in yourself and I do believe that that calming effect and in chapter 21 of my book I reprinted a bunch of those articles that I are the notes that I got from people Amazing. about my music and the most common word that was used in any of these descriptions was peace it gave them peace and I think what that means is that it took away all this distractions and allowed them to be in a calm, peaceful state, and there good things can come out of that, whether it's uh, emotions or physical healing, whether somebody's, you know, stress is the, the number one, I think they call it the number one killer, is stress. And mm -hmm. so if you can eliminate that or at least reduce it, you've gone a long way towards helping heal yourself of a lot of uh, maladies. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's, it's so incredible for you to combine that research into these inspiring stories because it just adds so much validity to music as a healing tool and maybe more nursing homes and hospitals might consider playing your music. <laughs> You know, well, <laughs> yes, you know, throughout I, the, the hospital ward. I mean, don't you think that would be amazing? Yes, indeed. In fact, a friend of mine, when I very first uh, came out with my albums, a good friend of mine was head of surgery at Baptist Hospital here in Winston-Salem, and uh, he has since passed away. But back when he was head of surgery, he bought a complete set of my CDs and placed a set in every, I think it was all 25 operating rooms in Baptist Hospital. And because he he knew firsthand because he's a surgeon, he how much him. that calming music really uh, helped him as a surgeon and the all the support staff in the operating room and and as well as probably the patient as well during a, a complicated intense 
uh, surgery situation to have something soothing and and relaxing to listen to to while that's going on. So oh, that's such an amazing testimonial. <laughs> oh my gosh! It, See, if you have the time, you could go to these hospitals and share that. And <laughs> I love that. That's so incredible. See, I had an intuition there. You what, sure did. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you do or are you doing uh, during the pandemic to help others um, that may be feeling isolated? Well, I, I'm, I, I didn't prompt you for this question, but uh, I, it, was, it couldn't have been a better prompt because this, uh, let's see, what is today? We're, we're looking at, was it, are we almost two years into this thing? Yes. Yes, oh, yes. almost two years in March. I cannot believe that. It's, yeah. But anyway, and along about April, May time frame, you may remember seeing some of the news reports that came out about all of the impact, <clears throat> excuse me, of the pandemic on the folks that were in nursing homes and assisted mm -hmm. living facilities. Devastating. It was devastating. It was, in, in essence, they were locked down. Yep. I mean, they couldn't even... It was even, a prison. For oh, it was a prison. Mm -hmm. And my mother... Uh, she passed away in 2017, but for her last two and a half years of her life, she was in a wonderful assisted living facility not far from my home. And I came, I went to see her every day, and I know firsthand how much she loved, she and her neighbors there in the home yeah. loved music. They would love to go to the music programs. And mm -hmm. I would, I went and I played music for them several times, and they, they loved Rachel's song, and they, I loved them, and they loved me. But uh, I remember how much music meant to them. And so when those news stories came out about what was going on in nursing homes, it broke my heart because I could just see my, my mother was, of course, no longer living, but I could just see her being locked in her room saying, Ruth, you cannot get out of your room. Uh, we'll have to put the slide the food under your door. And, you know, you're, you're isolated. You're in prison, basically. And I, that would just be devastating. And I knew it was. And so I said, I've got to do something. I, there's no way I can just stand by and let this go. So what I did was, Carissa, I took my music and I took a, 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 an album at a time and I put, and I'm also a photographer, so I love to take pretty pictures of landscapes and waterfalls and flowers and butterflies and all that kind of stuff. So I have tons, thousands of pretty pictures. So I took my photography and my music and I made YouTube videos that would I play my music and then I'd show this the slides basically of the beautiful photography and it would play for a whole album and then I would I repeated it and so I made these YouTube videos that will play between six and seven hours at a time so the nursing home people didn't have to go push the start button every you know 30 40 minutes they could just put it on and forget about it and come back six hours later and it's still playing mm. so I and I did that and I I, I sent it to my nursing home where my mother was and they she said oh this is great and I oh. said well how, how can I get this to all the other nursing homes well there's you know 45,000 nursing homes and assisted living facilities in the country and that's a lot in North Carolina alone there's right at a thousand and so I, I picked up the phone and I knew the person I needed to talk to is the person that's called an activities director they're the ones <laughs> when I would call them I'd say well your job is to to keep everybody happy that's your job and they would chuckle and say yes that's me and so I would talk to them and tell them what I had created saying I'll send you an email with the links to the YouTube videos that I've created they're free for you to use however you can and I, I, call, I ended up calling over 200 uh, North Carolina assisted living places myself at, just to make sure that it would 
be receptive, they would receive it well. And then I thought, well, you know, I, I can't call 45,000 of these places. And I, <laughs> and I discovered that there's an association for almost everything in the world. And there's a nursing home association. There's an assisted living association in North Carolina and all 50 states. So I called the associations because I knew their members were all these nursing homes and assisted living facilities. I, Brilliant. And I, I talked Brilliant. to them. I said, if I send you the link to my videos, on my Combs Music uh, YouTube channel, would you put it in your newsletter and spread the word out to all your members? Yeah, we'll we'll be glad to do that. Yeah, so it's I called, free. How could they say <laughs> yeah, no? Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm no no charge. So I ended up I called uh, 66 associations. There are several that are uh, you know there's a nursing home and then there's an assisted living association. So I ended up calling 66 associations, every association in the entire country, and I think all but one was no problem and they put it in there and spread it out so that was how i what i what i did during the pandemic to assist and get help the folks that were in that predicament of being in an isolation in a nursing home or an assisted living facility and i got tons of feedback saying thank you so much for sending there our residents love it and it's it's just so peaceful it takes their mind off their troubles and uh, so i i my heart felt really good about doing that Oh, that is amazing. That's such an example of how you can be of service when you feel like, okay, you can't visit them. You can't go in the building and here your music is permeating the building and healing them. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that story. It's so oh, inspiring. Thank you. Well, thank you for letting me tell it. I love telling it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, tell me about another story. Um, that you mentioned that a teenager was recovering from drowning and how did the music affect her? She, uh, <clears throat> her name was Rachel. And I guess that was the tie in since Rachel's song was the song. Uh, there we go. So anyway, so the music really has nothing to do with her uh, as a swimmer or whatever, but she and her brother were swimming in the ocean. And uh, like teenagers will do, sometimes they don't pay attention to uh, the riptide currents and that kind of thing. But so she got caught in a riptide and was, was being carried out into the ocean. And she said, I fought, and you know, you're supposed to swim parallel to the, to the, uh, the shore to get out of it. But she was trying to swim back to the, to the shore and that's the wrong thing to do. And she wore herself out and she says, I just, I began to drown. In other words, she just, her strength was gone and she was about to swallow water and drown. And her brother reached her and pulled her to shore and saved her life. She said she pulled, he pulled her to shore on pure adrenaline. Wow. And so basically she, that was a near-death experience for her. You can imagine a little teenage girl that almost drowned. It just would, it just be horrifying to think about. And so her parents as a way to for her to uh, to bless her and and give her something really positive, they gave her uh, the recording of Rachel's song to remind her how how uh, blessed they are to have her and how what a precious young lady she is. And she wrote me, not her parents. She wrote me the sweetest note of how every time she hears my Rachel's song, tears come to her eyes and she is so grateful that she's alive and thankful for her brother that saved her life and and for her parents for 
for all they do for her. So it was such a sweet, touching letter. And, and there was a case where, you know, my music touched somebody's life that I, hadn't, I had no idea or I didn't know, but they were kind enough to tell me the story. Wow, I'm crying right now. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is amazing. That is so you know, inspiring. You know, when my when these letters would come in, Carissa, uh, this was back probably in the, in the early 90s, I, these letters would come in by the hundreds. And my office manager, lady that worked for me, she would open the mail <laughs> and she would take the letter out and she'd put a paper clip on it. And then on certain letters, she would also paper clip a Kleenex. <laughs> and, wow. and I knew when I got one with the Kleenex, I might better sit down and prepare to shed a tear or two. And and I literally have scrapbooks full of those, just the special letters. And so I, I feel so, so blessed to have created the music and have had the, uh, the foresight and the encouragement to get the music out there. You know, I could have just kept it to myself, but thanks to my wife being such a pro strong uh, supporter of insisting that I get it out there and all my close friends would you know say you you got to do something with this i have a, mm. a very close friend bob mccone who was a a, a a wonderful radio announcer had a great deep voice and had uh, had a radio program and when i played rachel's song for him this was the only song i had at the time and it was just after the, the same week it had been recorded i played it for bob and he says Dave, you got to let me play this on my radio program. And I said, okay. So I loaned him my master reel-to-reel -reel tapes, all I had. And he took it to the station, and they made a recording of it that they could play on the air. And that Saturday, Bob played Rachel's song on the radio for the very first time. And a funny thing happened was the station's phone bank lit up. It, wow. I mean, every line lit up, and they were, what is the name of that song? Would you play that song again? Who, tell me more about this guy, Combs in Winston-Salem. <laughs> so I get a phone call from the station manager, and he says, Dave, I've been in radio over 20 years, and this has never happened to me. He said, <laughs> you, you've got something special here. So <laughs> it was really, that really, the light bulb went on, and I, I knew that I, I couldn't just leave this this little candle under a bushel basket, as the, uh, the metaphor goes, I had to get it out there. And I ended up getting it played on every easy listening station in the United States. Wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. I, now, I want to hear about a time when you helped a friend find his song. Well, that was, and that's not too long ago, and pardon me if I tear up a little bit telling this story, because this was a very dear friend of mine who was very, very ill. He had been at home, homebound for weeks and weeks. He had just lost his wife. She had passed away in August, and he was going downhill himself. He didn't know why, what was wrong with him, but uh, my, a friend, a very good friend of mine uh, had been keeping up with, with with him and uh, his name is Jim Carter and he, uh, he he'd been calling Jim and encouraging him and so forth and he, he he wanted to get him out you know being housebound is just not not healthy and so we wanted he wanted to find a time when Jim was healthy enough to get outside and go do something and so he called me and he said uh, Dave Jim says he thinks he can come out uh, and get out of the house a little bit how about us coming over to your house on Friday and let's uh, eat some barbecue. I'll stop and get some barbecue, and then 
we'll sit and we'll, uh, I've got a pool table. He said, we can play some pool and just sit and talk and have a good time. So sure enough, that Friday uh, at lunchtime, Benny, my friend, brought my other friend Jim over to the house. And when he came in the house, he, he was, he's, he's a very a tall, thin fellow, but he was very unstable. And I could tell he was pretty weak. But he was still, he's, he's an optimist. He would never complain, not somebody that would, you know, uh, was a, he wasn't a whiner at all. He was so happy to be out and come in. And, and so we sat down and we ate some wonderful local barbecue and, and just had a really good time. And the subject, of course, came around to music because uh, the three of us go to the same church and, and they had heard me play Rachel's song on the piano at church several times and uh, loved the song. And then right in the middle of the barbecue sandwich, Jim says, well, you know, I've written a song. And I said, really? You've written a, you've written a song. Now, he's a CPA accountant. And I, that's the last thing in the world I thought he would have done. But uh, he said, yeah. He said, I've got it stuck in my head up here. And he said, I, you know, I, I don't know music, so I haven't got it written down or anything. But uh, it's, it's just, I've had it there for years. I hadn't told anybody about it. It's just, I just have it. I said, well, hum a little bit of it for us. And so he did. He sat there and he thought, and he said, da, 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 And he went on through the whole song. And it, it really was a very well-structured, good melody song. And he said, well, I don't know the notes. I don't know how. I said, well, I can help you there. I said, I will find the notes for you and I'll write them down for you and send them to you. And so he was so excited about that. And then, of course, we went on, played pool and had a good rest of the afternoon. And then uh, I, the next morning I got up and uh, on my piano, I sat down and I plucked out the, the tune that he had hummed for me. And, and I wrote down the, the melody and the chords of the, of the thing. And I made a little recording of it with me playing it on that synthesizer that you see in the background there. If you're on the audio only, you don't see it. But I have a synthesizer that has uh, nice sounds on it. And so I recorded it. And I sent the recording, uh, the MP3 file of it, by email to Jim. And I said, okay, Jim, here's your song and here's the lead sheet, the, the music. Well, he was so excited. He was thrilled with to have his song and actually recorded and something that he could keep. And then uh, let's fast forward about two weeks, uh, maybe three weeks. Uh, I got a call from my friend Benny that says, Dave, Jim is not doing well at all. He's gone downhill. He's been to the doctor and he's found out he has pancreatic cancer. So he doesn't have long. And I thought, oh, my. Well, I got to do something. And so I had uh, I picked up the phone and I called my buddy Gary Prim. Now, Gary Prim is the artist that has recorded all of my music in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a, he's a piano player, session musician, very talented young man, and uh, very busy, too, because he's uh, very much in demand. And so I called him. I said, told him what I had, and I, he said, well, send me the lead sheet and, and uh, the, your recording of it, and I'll see what I can do because I wanted Gary to have a more professional sounding arrangement of Jim's song for Jim. Well, this was about maybe Monday or Tuesday of that week, and by Thursday, Benny called me back and he says, Dave, I don't know how much longer we're going to have Jim around. He is coming in and out of consciousness and, and whatever. And so I said, okay. And I hadn't heard from Gary yet because he was really, really busy. And so I, I picked up... I, Actually, I texted him because he was in a recording session. And he said, I'm in the middle of a recording session, 
and I told him the situation that where Jim was near death, and he said, well, I, let me see what I can do. Well, that was about 1 o'clock. 4 o'clock, I get a text message with an MP3 file attached of Gary Prim playing Jim Carter's song. And it, it's, it's really special because it, it's, it's typical Gary Prim's style, so, so uh, uh, emotional and so feeling, and, and it's, it's, it's just got all the elements of a good song in it. And so I sent that recording then immediately to Jim Carter's son in California and to Benny. And Jim Carter's son uh, told me, he says, you got to get this to, to my dad, Jim, and get some headsets or something put so he can hear that song. Mm. And so they did that. And, his, of course, his, his, two, his two sisters that live here were, were at the home with Jim. And his son, Jamie, was going to fly in from California. And uh, he, he did fly in, I think, the next day but, uh, so to be with Jim because he was obviously on his deathbed. And so they played that song for, for Jim. And they later told me that he passed away probably a little after midnight on Sunday night. And for the entire time before he passed away, he was, they had, were playing his, that recording of his song for him. So, uh, so there was a person who, whose song almost went to the grave with him, but it didn't. Mm. It, it, he was, it was, we were fortunate enough to get it out of him and down on paper and recorded. And so now his, his son and two daughters and his grandchildren can play his song, their grandfather's song. And I had it transcribed exactly Gary, like Gary played it for them so they have the sheet music and they can play it and they do they are musicians so they can play but isn't that a sweet story that's incredible uh, it's so touching ah uh, beautiful I, I know you seem to have had a lot of success in your life and um i just was curious your definition what is zen success to you what would that mean to you Success to me means that I have been able to share my talents and skills and abilities with other people and to touch other people's lives. When, when I get to feeling a little bit down or wondering whether I'm really doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, I'll, I'll pull out my book or some of my scrapbooks and read some of these stories that people write to me, and and uh, and that's what basically says, okay, Dave, that's my affirmation that I'm doing the right thing. You know, uh, uh, this a person here uh, wrote to me and says, uh, thank you for giving me such a poignant piece of music which touched my heart long before I knew the story behind Rachel's song. And then there's another one that said, uh, uh, this, she said, I'm a nurse working with chronic and terminally ill patients. I play your music over and over for them while on duty. It truly brings a sense of comfort and relaxation. And just, it's those kind of notes that, that, that's to me success. It's not a monetary thing. It's a, it's a gratification and it's knowing that I, I, I didn't just sit on the music. I took action and I have done what I can. Maybe I haven't done enough to do it yet, but I'm still working on it, to have my music out uh, so that people can hear it 
and read my stories in my book, my, my stories of how I, I did do the music and create a business, music business, they're inspirational in of themselves to mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, somebody Absolutely. that's wanting to start a, a, a business, whether it's music or anything. There are things that you have to have in terms of a mindset and a willingness to take action and, and not be uh, disappointed or discouraged by dis disappointments and people telling you no all the time. Mm -hmm. You just, those are things that, that I think that, like my book, I think getting my book published was, uh, <laughs> that was a big undertaking. It took over a year to get it written and published. Mm -hmm. But that undertaking, I think, was, I felt really that that was a success. Whether it sells you know a, a thousand copies or a million copies, it it it's, it is what it is, and it will it'll for those that do read it, it will touch their lives. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and learning about how you've touched so many people's lives through your music and just your heart and your authenticity i'm just i'm sure that it just shines through in everything you do and i'll put your website and how to buy your book in the show notes would you have time to play a little something for us uh i'm not sitting at my piano but uh let's see here um i could possibly uh you could also send me something and i could include it in um, oh. the recording what? would you want to do that yeah, what yeah, let me just send you an MP3 file of okay. Rachel's song, okay. and then you can you can uh, play a little bit of that. That way, you'll have a good quality recording of it. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, yeah. awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for joining me today, Dave. Well, thank you, and I thank your listeners for uh, for listening to this. And I hope that they will go to my website, CombsMusic.com, and check me out and and check out my music and and read my book. I'd really appreciate that. Yes, definitely do that. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Carissa. Thank you for joining me today. Go to my website, zensuccesspodcasts.com and provide any feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to ask any questions there and sign up for my free gift and enter to win a VIP experience with me. Namaste.